Welcome back to Are You Sisters with Kate and Ryan. Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Kate. Yeah, so as we all know, last week was a pretty big week. It was our launch week. We launched the podcast, and we want to say thank you to all our amazing friends and family for so much support. Yes, being so nice and sweet. All the messages, texts were... Truly blown away by the response from our people. So we're really excited about it. And yeah, we're out there now. (laughs) We're out there. But yeah, so to kick things off, I think we have some follow-up. We have some follow-up from the last episode. A couple things to recap for you. Um, First, we'd like to start off by saying due to our (laughs) overwhelming fan base, (laughs) we have officially changed Delta's mind. Right. So if you recall, I think we spent a good like five minutes bitching about Delta's recent changes to like their Sky Miles memberships, the medallion, all of that stuff. And I found out I've had a number of friends and listeners today and yesterday let me know they are backtracking. Yeah. They're, I think, are they just going back to how it was? I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but I love the quote takeaway was, we've gone too far. <laughs> and they did. They did. They did. I mean, you cannot screw your entire community of customers. Right. I mean, like to, my, to like what we were talking about last week is I was fully planning to get rid of my American Express over it. Yeah. If you're not going to get the perks, like why are you going to pay the money for it? Right. So good on you, Delta. Yeah. We uh, really, we really appreciate that. And I honestly do think it was because of us. It was because of us. It was because of us. Okay. So also we did attend Pride in Charleston. Yeah. So we went to the Pride Festival. It was cute. It was fun. It was kind of strange because they were doing really dramatic show tunes. Yeah. But I, what I wanted was like drag, drag, drag queens. Yeah. We went for a a good time. We went to party and obviously like see people we know and in the community and celebrate. And it was a, yeah, it was kind of a, an interesting vibe. We wanted drag. We wanted a little bit more upbeat. We were literally having like opera. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was like Broadway show tunes. So we had a good time overall. We also did try to spread the word about (laughs) our podcast while we were there because I mean, it would have been a missed opportunity and and one that we did miss. (laughs) We did miss it. So essentially what happened was the day before we went, I was like, oh, you know, it would be kind of cool to have little postcards Mm -hmm. with like information about the podcast. (laughs) So I got on staples.com. For whatever reason, a five by seven inches didn't register to me. That, well, that wasn't five by seven. What was they it? They printed out as eight by ten. <laughs> so we went in thinking we were going to get like postcard size, which kind of is like a four by six or a five by seven. And we went in, <laughs> and first of all, I called that morning because it was supposed to be ready that day. I basically was like, "Listen, lady, we need to, yeah. we need to rush this order. We're we're going to Pride. We've got, you know, we got a self market." I wish I knew that woman's name because I she know. was she was a badass bitch. She, she was, was like, "I gem. got you." She got us, but then we got there, <laughs> and they were eight by ten flyer printouts. Yeah, and it just like for some reason being that big made it so much more embarrassing. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. So yeah, we got there and she handed me a a bag that was awfully large. And I thought to myself, oh, uh uh-oh. 
Not right. <laughs> well, there was also a picture of us, and I there's I just don't want 50, 50, by the way, flyers with my face plastered all over. I was just yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and so it was kind of just embarrassing, and then we ended up just <laughs> dumping them on a table, and pretty sure no one no one got one. Right. So if you're in the Charleston area and you find one of these flyers circulating, um, please just kindly toss it out. No, I mean, <laughs> I will be ordering legit postcards the right way. That is something that I want to do because I'm just going to be going around town just handing it out, pimping us out. Yeah. Ryan needs to get more on that hustle. I'm not very great. Admittedly, I'm not very great at self-marketing, self-promotion. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the publicist in me. You know, I'm just like, okay, these are the things we have to do. And being a publicist can be a soul-crushing job at times. And really, there's not a lot of self-preservation in it. So you basically are just embarrassing yourself day in and day out on the behalf of your clients. So so why not do it on so, behalf of right, yourself? Why not do it? on the behalf of our podcast. Well, and, and the other thing too, that you're a great publicist, but you are not very good at social. Well, you're good at like social media posting like on your own Instagram. Yeah. But you don't really know about like how to do the TikTok. Of yeah. Well, I mean, A, that's not my niche. I'm in more of the traditional PR. I do feel like an idiot in that I have zero idea how to use TikTok. Well, and I opened your TikTok at one time and then I had like a little bit of a panic attack because like the videos just kept coming. Well, I know. I, I only downloaded it because some of my friends were sending me TikToks like via text and I, I think it made me make an account to watch them. But yeah, it's like overwhelming. I, I don't know how to make sense of it and I certainly don't know how to post a TikTok. No. Two of my best friends continue to try and get me to download TikTok, but I sound like a geriatric millennial right now. But I, I know. Just, I mean, we I are. Get, I get overwhelmed. <laughs> well, I am. You're not. But I mean, I, I also work in tech. So it's like, I don't have an excuse, but I just don't think I need it. See, well, that's the same thing as me. I work in PR, yeah. yet I don't know how to use all of these platforms. And like the kids are so on it. I want to like find like a College of Charleston intern to. <laughs> handle social media because I am clueless as to how to do it. But yeah, we got to figure that out. Download TikTok. We got to get on it. So one other follow-up I think we have is we did go to restaurant week at La Banque. We did indeed. We did indeed. A key takeaway from the tiny teeny, not to be a stickler, and I know one of my good friends, Alan, would appreciate this. It wasn't a tiny teeny. They were making them with vodka, which means that it's actually a tiny kangaroo. Please explain, Ryan. Please explain. So a martini is made with gin. Traditionally. Traditionally. Yes. And so if you make it with vodka, the name of that drink is technically a kangaroo. And who taught you this? Alan, the Spectator Hotel. Yeah, tell me a little bit about Alan. Alan is one of my one of my best friends. I love him to death. He is, I want to almost say, my mentor in bartending. Yeah. So he runs the cocktail program at the Spectator Hotel downtown Charleston. So I worked there for about a year. I think I think I'm still technically on the payroll. So that's that's. Fun. You got to pick up a shift or two. To I know I do. Pay for um, this podcast. But Alan's the best. He taught me everything I know. And yeah. One thing, too, is, is specifically to the kangaroo point, 
if a patron comes in and they're a nice person, whatever, we're generally really nice back. Yeah. But if somebody's an asshole, I remember this one lady came in and she kept asking for some pink champagne and they were going back and forth and he kept saying, Brut Rosé. And she was just going, pink champagne, brute rosé. And I, I was, yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I drink my martinis with vodka because I cannot drink gin. I experienced maybe one of the, her- the worst hangovers of my life because of gin. So, like, I literally have not been able to touch it. But so I always order my martini. Like, I, I say, can I get a dirty martini with Grey Goose? Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually no one has ever corrected me that it's a kangaroo. Right. You're never really – like, because you'd be an asshole to do that, you know. But you told me it's a kangaroo, and I actually think that's so cute because I kind of want to be like, hey, can I get a kangaroo? Right. Well, I but think But I don't think like, bartenders even know it. Yeah. I feel like if you're at a good cocktail restaurant, ask them for a kangaroo, and they should be able to know what it is. Yeah. But, like, back to LeBanc, it was interesting that – so we couldn't – you couldn't get a martini with gin, right? Yeah, it was kind of strange. I wanted um, Hendrix, and she was like, no, it's only Tito's. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay. So, I mean, it was perfect for me because that's exactly what I wanted, but it was just – it was weird that you couldn't actually get it. I'm <laughs> sure I could have, but it was the, it was the $6 oh, it of was, it all that I really – I. It was a specialty deal that yes. we were there for. Yeah, totally. And they were really good. We got pretty buzzed. We did. I can't remember what we ate. We got the steak frites. Oh, yeah. And the oysters. Ste- yep. It was a great meal. I, I love Le Banc. It's it was like, very good. It's a good vibe. I really like it there. Speaking of other restaurant news in Charleston. Yes. So we landed on the New York Times top 50 restaurants to try this year. So... I guess for the last couple of years, they've been releasing a list. By we, you mean Verns. I was about to introduce the fact that, yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. That Verns, which is actually one of my favorite restaurants in Charleston. And it's obviously now, I mean, it's already been a pretty hot spot, but now it's going to be like really on the map. But it is such a great restaurant, and it's the only Charleston restaurant that was featured in the list. So pretty exciting. And I had just eaten there with my friend Lacey, and we had just the best meal. I'm personally a huge pesto fan. Yes. I know that not everyone is, but they have this, I don't know how to say it, gnocchetti. I'm not even going to try. Gnocchetti in pesto that is like to die for. And also the sour bread plate that's like so good. So definitely hit up Vern's. It's amazing. They don't have teenies though. One thing to note. Yeah, it's beer and wine only. But they do like specialty cocktails, but not with liquor, like spirits. Spirits and liquor, I think, are... Well, they have like digestifs or something. Yeah, so there's certain types of alcohol that's not as high, I think, like ABV content. Yeah, so they have those drinks and they're actually really good too. So yay for Verns. We're super excited. And I mean, I always want to go back because I freaking love that pasta. It's so good. Yeah, Kate gets fixated on things. I mean, I do too, in all fairness. But yeah, you're a pesto bitch for sure. Oh my God, I love it. So also in random Charleston news, which I think we need to touch upon, and we need to circle back on the Lindsay Hubbard, Carl Radke drama, there have been some developments. And I think one development that I'd like to make note of that I'm surprised no one was talking about was that he was in Charleston. 
right after the whole thing went down, a kind of like a blogger here in Charleston took a photo of him at the airport. Not in TSA pre-check, but in... Yeah, that's my big takeaway, is him and Tom Sandoval both. Uh, The pictures of them in the airport, they are like shoeless. They're not in the TSA pre. I'm like, wow. Yeah, what's going on here? So anyway, he was in Charleston, obviously laying low, but I'm like, who was he here with? What was he doing? Was he with Craig? Because I know they're probably friends from like Winterhouse, but then I'm like, that's a little messy because of like the whole Paige DeSorbo... Lindsay Hubbard frenemy situation. And I'm just surprised no one spotted him in Charleston besides this one picture of him in the airport. Right. I think it's kind of crazy that he was here and like not, I mean, I don't know. Did he not go out? He must have not gone out. I assume I was like, maybe he's friends with Austin, but I feel like he wasn't that good of friends with Austin. He's like better friends with Carl's. I mean, Carl's better friends with Craig. So I'm feeling like he must have just been like hanging out with him and staying there. Is there any new updates on what's going on with Lindsay and him? Yeah. Well, so Lindsay Hubbard went on her bachelorette, I think last weekend in the Bahamas at Baja Mar. So she fully went on her bachelorette with all her girlfriends and like did it up, which I think is kind of a baller move. I mean, I totally would have done that. Right. I mean, it's probably all booked and paid for. And clearly she had all the outfits like pre-planned and all the like bachelorette accessories. So, I mean, you may as well just go. Especially if all of your friends have flights booked and everything is paid for and planned out. It's like, just go and have a a good ass time. Wait, where'd they go? Bahamar? Yeah. So they went, they're in the Bahamas, Bahamar. I've actually never stayed at that resort, but it's, you always know when someone's there because they have flamingos that you can do yoga with. So I saw them doing yoga with the flamingos. But looks like Danielle was on that trip as well. So it looks like their friendship is on the mend. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad she went on The Bachelorette. She needed to. Yeah. Hopefully she uh, is on the up and up. Yeah. Um, And she was definitely, like, making digs at Carl throughout her posts and stuff like that. So things aren't – they're clearly, like – I wonder if they're fully estranged at this point. Like, I wonder wonder if there's even been communication. Well, I'm wondering also because they live together, so that's rough. I bet he's moved out because can you imagine? I don't understand how like Tom Sandoval and Ariana are still living together. Are they still? I think they're literally still living together. That is wild. That is crazy. If we broke up, I would be so far out of here. Oh, I know. Like I'd probably have to – I'd probably move cities. I would move back to New York for sure. I like couldn't be. Charleston's too small to have exes in. Yeah. Yeah. It I is, mean, I know you have some exes here, but like it it's it's a teeny place. Like it's, it's there's only it's so small. many places to go. Yeah. So you you will run into your ex and I mean, I can't imagine that. <laughs> I would be Well, first of all, if we ever broke up, I feel like I would be afraid to see you anywhere because I feel like you would not be very nice to me. <laughs> I don't – well, I mean, it depends on the circumstances in which we broke up. But, yeah, you're, I'm definitely not the ex you want to run into. Like, right. Like going back to the you do not want to activate Kate. Do not activate me. That's for sure. Okay. Well, then also on the topic of Bravo, Bravo. we've got – some things have been happening. Bravo is keeping us <laughs> on our toes because Shannon Bador. Shannon Bador. 
got a DUI to nobody's surprise. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that it's not shocking. It's on, I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Right. That video, like they had camera footage of her taking that turn in like a residential. I mean, obviously it was residential. She smashed into somebody's house. It's not funny, but it's like kind it, of wild. Luckily, no one was hurt, including her dog, Archie, who was in the car with her. Right. I think that was like most people's main concern. That was the most shocking part to me was that she had her dog. And I'm like, where was she? Well, I'm confused because I, I heard a couple of reports. I mean, at this point, it's this is kind of old news. She's already entered herself into treatment. And I honestly hope she gets better because I do think she's hysterical and amazing. But yeah, I've heard different reports that she was with her ex-boyfriend, John, at his house. And that they were fighting, and then yeah, she left from out. there. But then I also did hear reports that she was at a restaurant. With her dog? I guess No, that's... like, I think the dog was in the car. No. I think she, it, was, it was like an indoor restaurant. Like, you can't bring your dogs inside. All right. Well, that's, that's upsetting. I'm hoping it's the, it's the former. I also wonder who has Archie now, that she's in treatment. One of her kids, maybe? Maybe. Anyway, we love Shannon, so we hope that... We hope that things work out for her, but she had a rough season too because Orange County, I think, just finished up and it was a rough one for well, her. And now we're like watching all of these episodes back where Gina is calling her out on her alcoholism and it's yeah. like a little too spot on. Well, and also because, yeah, Shannon basically was like throwing Gina under the bus for her DUI. And being like, your kids could have gotten taken away from you. And then she goes literally and gets a DUI. Yeah, I feel like it's a good time to be Gina. Good time to be Gina. Bad not a time to be Shannon. I know. I remember you and I, I think we were really hungover. Something happened. We were like not <laughs> feeling great. And I go, listen, at least we, like Shannon Bedore is having a worse day than us. Yeah. Like if Shannon Bedore can get through this Sunday, we, we can, can, we can we get through this Sunday. Just put it all in perspective. It, it really does, though, honestly. But, yeah, we hope Shannon gets better. Yes. So thoughts and prayers are out for Shannon Bedore. She's having a rough week. Yeah. So what else do we have going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. So another topic that we definitely wanted to chat about is The Ultimatum, which is this, I think, one of the trashier uh, Netflix shows yeah. that you have gotten me into. Yeah. They had a, a queer season last season, and they're casting currently for a new season. Queer Love Ultimatum. Queer Love Ultimatum. And if you didn't watch it because you're like, oh, I don't, I, this is not of interest to me, please do. It's, it's pretty hysterical. It is so crazy. These like, people are insane. So insane. I mean, some of my standout favorites, Xander. <laughs> well, <yeah>. Xander. <laughs> Xander was like a heartbreaker. Xander she was, was like going like, in and just breaking hearts left and right. And I don't get, get it. <laughs> no, but it was also just so shocking too, because like she was on her first dates. I was like, oh, no one's going to pick Xander. And then I don't know. She was like a hot commodity. Like she came alive in the ultimatum. <laughs> yeah. But you, okay. So my sister, Olivia, watched the show and we talked about it like 95% of the trip that we were on because it is just so good. And the fact that they're doing a season two, I'm so excited. And the fact that they're casting, I'm like, Ryan, should we? I don't think I can subscribe to that. 
can type you, of that level of delusional. Can you imagine if we were on queer love ultimatum? I can imagine that you, someone would get like punched in the face, probably. Not only are the people who go on it insane, but the setup is so insane that you literally go on like a date or two. And then you like move in together. The basis of the show, for those of you who have not seen it, is Mm -hmm. it's couples that are one of the partners in the couple is basically like, we're getting married or we're breaking up. So that's the ultimatum. So then they throw all of these couples into this gauntlet Mm -hmm. and I guess are forced to pick yeah, basically, a new like, partner? you have to pick a new partner, and if you're just not picked, like, it's the last two people standing are just, like, coupled. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the funny part, too, is they both – I forget who the last two were this season, but it was, like, they always act like, oh, yeah, I was going to pick you anyway. Yeah, and no, it's and like, it, no, you weren't. It was, like, no one picked either of you, so now you are, by default, a couple. Right. And then they have to move in together. So they all move in together, well, with their new partners into like an apartment. Are they in their apartments? Or? No, they're like, it's kind of like Love is Blind where they're given these fresh new places. And to- then how long do they live together? So they live together a month. And so then they uncouple and go back to their original partner. Yeah. And I think they live together for like either two weeks or a month. And then at the end of that, they have to basically decide if they're going to stay with their original partner and get married, get engaged, or start dating or get engaged to the other person. Yeah. Or just leave alone, leave single. Right. And it's just like so wild. And I mean, hilarity truly ensues, but queer love ultimatum um it's better than regular ultimatum for sure and that's not like a biased opinion like it flat out i think objectively is funnier and crazier than yeah because i mean ultimatum it's like day three and people are like i love you (laughs) and i mean is that like so the stereotypical like lesbian move yeah and then they actually do u-haul literally and move in together they it's this show was made for lesbians right yeah that's true this is like straight people shouldn't be doing the show I mean, not even gay men. Like, this show is for lesbians because that's only, like, who are truly going to, like, marry after a month. Right. My problem is I think that we live together very well, but I – Especially at the (laughs) – Most of the time. Generally. But people really bother me. And I feel like if I had to live in an apartment, especially at the age I'm at now – With a stranger and, like, sleep in the same bed. Oh, that – I mean, I couldn't do that. This is all to say all of these crazy ass Netflix shows make me feel so normal. Oh yeah, for sure. Because and like at least I'm not doing that. Yeah, and it, well exactly because every time I'm watching that I'm like who are these people that insert themselves in these insane situations? And it's like The Love is Blind, there's a new season out. We have not started watching it. I'm so excited to watch that as well because I love Love is Blind, but it's like you're just watching the show and you're like, how? Who? Why? We never, literally never seen each other. And then that show's also wild because I feel so bad sometimes when it's so clear that the people – so Love is Blind, it's <laughs> a little background on it. Also, one of the crazy Netflix shows, like dating shows, they put these people in pods and they like talk to each other through the wall, but they don't see the people – And then they basically propose without having seen them. And then 
meet each other in person and live together for a month or something. But it always makes me so sad when they go to like actually physically see each other in person for the first time. And you can totally tell that one of them is not attracted to the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like instantaneous. The They're just like, oh, and you can always tell. I, I imagined you so differently yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Oh, my so. God. Well, I'm excited to watch this season, and I cannot wait for Queer Love Ultimatum 2. Yes. Well, okay, so I always watch Bravo shows, but before Kate, I never subscribed to these crazy dating shows, and I have to say they are pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's wild. Okay, so now a quick turn away from Queer Love Ultimatum and Trash TV to some true crime updates. Oh, yeah. Gypsy Rose has been released, I believe. How old is she now? She's 32 years old. I don't know if she's out yet, but she is going to be released early. And if you're unfamiliar with Gypsy Rose Blanchard, it's a truly fascinating case that I think they've made it they made a show about it. I can't remember who this who starred in it, but I know who they are, but I can't get the names right now. But It's a fascinating case where this girl essentially was raised under the false narrative that she was sick and had cancer and was also way younger than she was. And it's Munchausen syndrome. Her mom was basically – By proxy. Yeah, by proxy. Her mom was kind of fooling everyone and she was getting like all this crazy trips to Disney World and all this stuff. Basically, Gypsy found out and then was like having this online affair with this kid kind of her age, and they've murdered the mom together. I don't know how to feel about it because it's like you murdered your mom. That's super, super messed up. But at the same time, she was like poisoning you. And I think that's part of the reason that she's like getting out early. She was only sentenced to 10 years only, but I mean, for murder. Yeah. But I mean, obviously under very specific different circumstances. Like, Do we, know, do we know what came of the guy? I think he's in prison because I think he was the one who yeah. did the actual killing. But the show is called The Act and it was on Hulu. Yeah, and that was, was a good show. Joey King played Gypsy Rose. Was it and Patricia then- Arnett? Patricia Arquette, Arquette played Dee Dee Blanchard. And then the boy was played by Caleb Worthy and was Nick. So I'm not sure if he's still in prison, but yeah, Gypsy Rose is getting out. But I just remember being like fully fascinated by that. Well, with names like Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose, you know some crazy ass shit's happening. You know where they're from. Your, yeah. f- your favorite state. Oh my God, Missouri. Yeah. Jeez. What yeah. a dump. <laughs> I don't know what it is about me in Missouri. I don't know if it's because I went to KU and we had a huge rivalry with Mizzou or if it's the fact that we drove through the state of Missouri to get to Charleston and it was like adult superstore, fireworks stand, adult superstore, fireworks stand. It was just – I did not take well. And it's kind of difficult because Kansas City is in – half of it's in Missouri. Very confusing to me because we went to Kansas City for a wedding and I had no idea that we were also in Missouri. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand or realize that it's just one city, but it's on a state line. So it's like, what's the uh, city in Virginia? Bristol. 
That's in Tennessee too, right? Yeah, like one side of the street is Virginia, one side of the street is Tennessee, which is crazy to me. And also, fun fact, during COVID, because Virginia had different restrictions and regulations than like Tennessee did, the restaurants were like open and serving on the Tennessee side, like inside, and Virginia wasn't. But you're on the same street. Yeah. But like, here's my thing with Kansas City. The name is confusing. If they had named it something totally different, yeah, like Bristol, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, okay, I can understand how this is on state lines. That's fair. But it's because it's called Kansas City, like why wouldn't it just be in Kansas? I mean, you make good points. Yeah. But anyway, if you're from Missouri, I'm sure you're a great individual, but I just have not had great experiences in that state. Is that where the Ozarks are yes. as well? Oh, and I've I've been there. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh my god. So, in college, the fraternities, I can't remember which one it was, always does like a lake weekend. And my freshman year I was asked to go. And I went (laughs) by a boy and I went and this is where my best friend Haley and I really connected because we both were like about hanging out with like the guys the whole time. So we we, we, like I'm pretty sure Haley found like a case of Bud Light and I remember I just remember us sitting in a stairwell drinking this Bud Light together and dying laughing. I was like, okay, I like I like this bitch. Oh, my God. But that place is disgusting. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what what would bring me there. I'm probably not going to ever have the experience of the Ozarks, but... I don't think I got in the water. Like, why was it so disgusting? I mean, the water is filthy, gross, like the hotel... Well, and also the hotel. We were like... 18. I was like, yeah. I had no money oh, to my name. Staying we were at a staying hotel. in a, It's more like a motel. I was for some a reason, motel on the lake. So I was envisioning like a lake house. There was a ton of us. We like rented out a motel basically. And I'm sure maybe there's like other parts of the lake that are like beautiful, but the you know, my experience was dumpy. Oh my gosh. Well, sorry to the Ozarks and sorry to Missouri. I, I hope nobody like gets mad at me over this, but So there's other lakes in Missouri that are really pretty, but the Ozarks, I don't know. There's like weird prejudices. If you come to Charleston for some reason, I mean, now it's like everyone hates people from the Northeast, which, hey, here I am. But people talk a lot of shit about Ohio here, I've noticed. I I don't get that. I personally have no problem with Ohio, you know, no qualms there, but for some reason, People in Charleston are like, ugh, Ohio. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm like, what's the deal with Ohio and why do we hate it so much? I don't have a problem with Ohio. I don't think I've ever been to Ohio. I have for a Procter & Gamble press trip. So, because they're based out of Ohio. In Cincinnati or? Well, yeah, they're in Cincinnati, but we went to their, their labs that were, they were in Mason, Ohio, but weird enough, we stayed in Kentucky. (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like how does that make any it's sense? It's on the border, so we stayed in Kentucky and the and then went to the labs in Ohio. So I got to actually check off Ohio and Kentucky mm-hmm. all in the same trip. And but honestly, nothing to write home about for either of those locations, quite honestly. But it was also February. You know, February is a hard time of year to like go somewhere that it's fully winter and expect to be like blown away by how beautiful it is. Like, yeah. unless you're somewhere, I don't know, like in the South. Yeah. It's like cold and... Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, do you think we have a time for a question? 
We're running this show, literally. We are running the show. Okay, so then I'm going <laughs> to ask you a question. Okay. What book would you say was pivotal for your questioning days when you were younger? So I don't know if it was like much of a questioning situation for me being as like I was pretty much sure about the situation of my sexuality at age five. <laughs> I was traipsing around the halls of St. Francis of Assisi in my boy uniform. Um, <laughs> so, so. Didn't you have a Leonardo DiCaprio haircut? <laughs> I did. I did. This is worth going into. So my mom went out of town. I used to, like, when I was, like, five, six, I had hair that went all the way down to my butt and bangs and was, like, an adorable, cute, sweet little girl. My mom went out of town. Obviously, this is around the time of Titanic. <laughs> and I kept begging them, both of my parents, to get my hair cut like Leonardo DiCaprio, like Jack. As every girl wants. <laughs> And my mom was like, no, no, no. So finally she went on a work trip and went out of town. My dad goes, do you want to go get your hair cut like Leonardo? And I go, yes. That was honestly pretty bold of Daryl. Well, I'm pretty sure he got an earful when my mom got back. I would have been so scared. It was literally a bowl cut. So like chopped all my hair off and I was so happy. Did you love it? I loved it. I was living. (laughs) I was like, this is the look. And I would wear these little teensy tiny like um, diamond earrings. There's a picture of me in my kindergarten school photo. (laughs) It was a look. Oh, my God. Anyway, so neither here nor there. So favorite book. I read The Price of Salt in college, and I thought that was – it was like one of the first queer books that I read full stop and also one of the first ones that had like a happy ending yeah which was really nice <laughs> yeah that's a rarity in uh many of the books and movies that yeah, come out about like, queer relationships normally something terrible happens but <laughs> this book was then made into a movie called carol which we all know we all know carol um queen kate, kate blanchett kate blanchett kate with the c and hey. um it's rooney Mara, right mm-hmm yeah but I read the book, obviously, before the movie came out, and it was just so – it was so good. And it just, yeah. like, really made me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I read that book, actually, this year or last year because I'd never read the book. I'd seen the movie, and it was a great book, definitely. Mine is a little bit more – hmm, I don't even know how to describe it. So I was obsessed with Gossip Girl <laughs> when I was in middle school, maybe high school, Okay, high school too. Obsessed with Gossip Girl, which was like a whole series. Me and my best friend Danielle could not get enough Gossip Girl. And there was a spinoff called The It Girl, which followed Jenny Humphreys to boarding school. And there was a little girl-on-girl action at boarding school. And I was like, hmm, I'm intrigued. Well, I didn't even know that Gossip Girl was a book series. Oh my gosh, yes. I was recently poking around on eBay and found that I can like buy the I'm sure my parents probably have them in the basement but like it's a whole series I want to like buy the whole series and have them on display because it was I was obsessed on display I was obsessed with Gossip Girl I wasn't obsessed with the show because I had some casting issues um (laughs) because I had envisioned these people so vividly in my mind that I was like what the fuck is Blake Lively doing on my screen but then I mean now I think about it she was a great Serena God, I loved Gossip Girls. Is it Gossip Girls or Gossip Girl? 
Okay, it's Gossip Girl. Kate is slowly... Oh, no. Am I turning into my mom? You're slowly turning into a mom in that she cannot correctly... Yeah, it is like, Gossip Girl. She cannot <laughs> correctly pronounce the name of something, like, to save her life at this point. It's... You guys, I don't know what it is. Like, do you just... It's gotten worse and worse. Do you turn 35 and, like, start becoming a mom, even without a child? child? Because I really, I've caught myself, I am totally adding S's to things I know doesn't. Right, like a good example of this. So there's this restaurant out on the beach called Longboard. Yep. And Kate's always calling it the Longboards. The Longboards. And I, it's, you know, it's like always like a minor, and my mom does the same thing. Yeah. I know your mom does the same thing. I know, thing. and I used to make so much fun of her for it, and now I'm doing it. But it's like minor little thing, like adding an S to a name or removing an S from a name. Yeah. It's like small little things, but it's like you just, you really struggle with it sometimes. I really do, and it's, I'm hearing myself mispronounce things all the time, and I'm like, maybe this wasn't the time to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, the one time you could, you could not say mundane. Mun- I really... Oh, m- man. Mundane. 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 To you. You were saying... She was saying mundane. <laughs> I really... Like, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I need to go to, like, speech therapy. I don't think it's that... No, it's more just, like, you, you know... It's Gossip Girl. I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm getting old. (laughs) We can't use TikTok. We can't pronounce names of restaurants. We're geriatric millennials. Well, and this is also, I'm dating someone younger. Like, I need your help. You know, (laughs) I I correct you every time. I know you do. I know you do. I've gotten to the point where I just look at you. Yeah. And you know. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's it for this week. We did bop around because we had a lot of stuff to follow up on. So, But we love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.